Hello everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the series we are doing around augmented facilities management and the entire idea of the digital ecosystem and collaboration that this sector is going to see. I am with my co-host Sal from Belimo. Hey Sal, welcome to the third episode. Would you want to say hi to the listeners? Hi Umesh and hello everyone listening at this podcast today. Awesome. And and Sal, we've covered a fair bit of ground in the last two episodes where we've laid down the entire need for why facilities management services need augmentation and support from from technology and 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 who are the different stakeholders, right? From asset owners to service providers to technology OEM, so on and so forth. Now, in this episode, Sal, what I intended to do was to go a little operational and involve every sort of stakeholder at the ground level as and again probably going more aligned with how you define your overall human centered approach so we spoke about augmented fm and the fact that it's going to be reality sooner or later but just for the benefits of 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 the listeners and sal also wanted to share an interesting insight that happened from the uae where one of the facilities management company has actually sort of moved it ICT division or IT division into an independent company technology company with an idea of not only taking out smart suite of products around uh, maintenance and and everything else but actually also to offer that as a service to peer group which is very interesting in in that sense so we can clearly see that in in bits and pieces there are significant movements happening so that brings me to the first question sal when we look at the entire number of people who are involved in in facilities i would kind of break them up into two components especially from engineering blue collar workforce which is technicians working on the on the shop floor trying to maintain the assets and so on and so forth and white collar which is more like engineering managers and stuff do you think there is a divide when we look at implementation of all these technologies that we speak about what's your thought thank you very much for this question it's very interesting because the divide is only apparent i believe mm-hmm. blue collar versus white collar it is not so because mm. at the end success takes a team and mm. this means that blue collars and white collars have to collaborate in some way and uh, in the most effective way <laughs> most mm. probably and the example you made of these companies providing products services to companies that are apparently in mm. competition on mm. a building and sometime in real competition on other buildings is an mm. example of exactly what we are saying so success takes a team now mm. why we are having this apparent divide it mm. is all about understanding what the different levels of instruction are and how the information flows from one level to another right. and if we want to put this on a specifically technical aspect Mm. we we see the example on the collection of data does not constitute information until this data has been processed and Correct. related to each other okay so just collecting data doesn't mean that i know something i just collect data okay correct and this is one side of the coin on the other mm. side similarly identifying which data should be collected in order to obtain information of strategic value is not easy mm. but these two mm. things are two sides of the same coin So th- mm. this is why we have an apparent divide but at the end blue collar and white collar people on the field people in the office they have to collaborate and understand each other 
so absolutely without shadow of a doubt as you you've put it absolutely correctly the both have to work together because ultimately the people on the ground are the ones who maintain it and again i think i've said this before but probably the cost of being repetitive i love this quote from jeff bezos he says that you know at amazon they always ask this question on what's not going to change in 10 years versus asking that this question on what's going to change in 10 years <laughs> so i mean if you ask this question what's not going to change in 10 years in in maintenance and in, in hvac engineering is that you'll still need people to maintain the assets you're not going at a situation where everything is robotic in nature some things could be but not everything and hence it's important to have an inclusive transformation but my question from the divide perspective was more not i mean not from the intent perspective but more from the technology perspective so you know i had this interesting discussion in the fm times podcast with jordan who is uh, head of prop tech for jll asia and and he made a very sort of a, a remark which is sort of hit hard and he said that we must look at solving for blue collar problems using the white collar tools i mean which essentially saying that every other thing that's available right now dashboards analytics everything is is made for consumption of white collar workforce and whereas when you look at 60 70% of the labor workforce in the fm world does not probably have a formal education or a formal degree so that is where i was more alluding to any other thoughts on that as to how we can bridge that this is an extremely important aspect of the subject yeah mm. and here the human centered approach appears uh, mm. clearly mm. so mm. the tools from the white collars dashboards or any other digital tool that is uh, mm. useful to deliver insights or to mm. enrich the the knowledge about the system is today something that can help not only obviously the white collar but also the blue collar and we see this in those digital systems that are useful mm. to support the installation of devices for instance so right. all the augmented reality for understanding how to install a device how to uh, maintain right. it what are the aspects we have to take in operation and so on and mm. this brings us to the fact that the qualitative data that we can have on the IoT field or mm. qualitative data that we can have from the building is coming from observation of the different stakeholders so right. all the findings that we can collect through questionnaires mm. people on the field interviews they mm. all come into that digital paradigm and then can be analyzed for instance mm. in uh, belimo we developed our philosophy to consider comfort energy safety installation right. and maintenance as key aspect of an hvac device we call this right. philosophy sesim eh? and okay. we we developed this in order to analyze what are the uh -huh. needs and what are the values for the different stakeholders so to identify the stakeholders and analyze their needs and values in order to design better devices So from our point of view we have to transfer all this information into a digital paradigm and bring this information at the level that can be compared analyzed and managed mm. by automatic system now you see it's evident that the same data that i can feel in a form as an operator on the field will come through the same channel of data coming from iot devices so at a certain point we arrive to the definition of what I meant at the beginning augmented facility management all mm. this digital identity system 
are mm. helping are augmenting the capability the skills of a facility manager in taking informed decisions so basically these connected devices are helping us the digital tools that we can have in our hands to collect information mm. in this data set but we don't expect automated systems or iot systems to have consciousness and to be able to make informed decision by their own mm, but we mm, do intend mm. to leverage them to manage the complexity to manage the complexity of a large amount of information analyzing the information and augmenting the capabilities of the facility manager so this is why the digital paradigm in mm. automation supports the job of the facility manager I believe interesting that that's a very good uh, point sal so what essentially i am I'm, i'm hearing from you is that the current way in which let's say the the technicians take data that might change some of the things that they've been noting down on paper or i mean yes. moving moving into digital forms that might get automated but what's not going to go away is the use of sensors which is what do you see what do you hear and and what Absolutely. are you inferring that would still be very critical to be fed into everything digital for it to make absolute sense absolutely because we see this hmm. especially when we hear people saying okay we can apply artificial intelligence but artificial intelligence does not bring consciousness and an intelligence system is not conscious of the decision is taking so we right. we need anyway the human what artificial intelligence can do is augmenting in a really disruptive way augmenting the the capabilities of this human to take under control or to analyze enormous amount of data or to find new right. patterns this is mm. this is true but if a city manager has always to be there because he's the human is the one with the consciousness the one who can take the real informed decision now that's that's interesting and you quite rightly said that the role of technologies like artificial intelligence machine learning and so on and so forth is to facilitate this entire transition right it's not the end you know, from yeah. that perspective and obviously organizations that realize it obviously do incredibly well but that also points me to a, a question sal is is i mean again a, a, a footnote you're not from the fm background but i'm asking you more of this from a technology enabler perspective and just maybe as an idea of brainstorming there are a lot of fm companies who haven't yet digitized their process 100% right so which means they are still used to using a lot of paper for example yeah. right now if you go back to the technicians and say okay we'll stop using paper we will start using applications web or mobile but to take data in a digital manner that is definitely a change for them i mean i'm just trying to figure out what is that influencer for the technicians to come on board on this journey a translation one to one is not useful if we mm. think only to digitize the paper document into something digital then this is not exactly where we want to go we must take on board the technicians and understand from their point of view or from the point of view of their experience what the meaning is of the of the data they are collecting what the meaning mm. is of the process they are implementing mm. when we translate this into the digital paradigm we will achieve a new process that has to carry on with the meaning of it so this means the facility management company trying to go digital has first of all to be able to explain what the meaning of the job they are doing is and why they are collecting that information Mm. collecting that mm. information means also that they have to be able to put this information in relation with each other so what i want to say is 
it's useless to have an enormous amount of data if I cannot define why I collected that data, what is the use I'm, I'm thinking to achieve, what are my goals. This is why just uh, translating in something digital, a paper document is useless. Uh, we could take pictures of these paper documents. They would be digital pictures, but they would be basically uh, of no use if you cannot extract the information from this picture and give a meaning uh, to this information. So from this point of view, it's, it's also a matter of uh, transformation. This means that a company that is going on this journey will not get to the destination in just one step. But anyway, it is something that has to be done. And many companies are doing this. Some of them are also rethinking the whole process since the very beginning, having the digital tool in their hand. So, so that's, a, again, very interesting. And, and what, what you're essentially saying is that you know, one of the way to mainstream this entire change is A, to actually rethink the process, but inclusively, not just at the top. So how is how are we doing the services right now and have us have the technicians have a say in that as well? I mean, because then it obviously becomes inclusive. You can't just say that I'll change the process overnight. Absolutely. No. Correct. So Correct. for instance, if we want to take this from another point of view, the point of view of the real estate developer. So Correct. real estate developers, they need to create attractive buildings. And mm. in this case, for instance, sustainability is just one mm. of the aspects. Efficient Correct. operation can be the threshold between having a business case or not for the application of the digital paradigm. But if we start Correct. having in mind that we can leverage the digital tools in mm. this process, then the whole idea of efficient operation changes. And Makes we sense. can identify different purposes, different goals that mm. can be supported by the digital paradigm. And then just a next step is the efficiency of the building must be demonstrated. And so how do we do this? We do this with certification. How do, do we certify an efficient building? Okay, mm, if we mm. have in mind the digital paradigm, then our opportunities for certification or to demonstrate this, uh, these efficiencies are different than the opportunity mm. we could have with just paper forms and so on. Continuous mm. maintenance, continuous mm. measurements of the data, indoor air quality. How do I establish if I achieve the goal or not? What are the goals that I can achieve? And so on and so forth. And more importantly, having the transparency around it, which you said yeah, is like, exactly. actually getting yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so this led us to the concept that today is not the time of the cheapest and fastest building operation because mm. today we can offer something that is much better so today is the time of the right kind of building where costs mm. are commensurate to the effective value that the building can deliver because today we can measure this today we can mm, demonstrate that what we promised is uh, during the operation confirmed and maintained right and, and and this process that you just highlighted by taking sustainability as an example could actually go to a more uh, sort of favorable topic which everyone talks about is predictive maintenance like how do you move to predictive and that's also not going to happen overnight so so i think the same process applies to that as well is that when you know exactly. where you want to be and then using digital tools and processes sort of become important and and you're able to mainstream that that makes that makes sense uh, sal that is wonderful by any stretch of imagination did you take your fourth shot 
<laughs> uh, yeah, we can imagine the next. I was just thinking. Last time you referred to dancing, are you going to going to be adding some singing <laughs> as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, because we can go in many different directions. Um, specifically every single stakeholder in this industry having his own goals is developing the business in a different direction but consistent with all the others i, I thought he would go to orchestra and and sing exactly. and say... <laughs> i was about i was about to get i was about to get to music uh, exactly because it, it, it is like playing all together different instruments but in an orchestra so the, the development of, of this different mm. actions has to be uh, harmonious and this is something that uh, leads to obviously to success because in this way it means that there is space for everyone to awesome. uh, develop in the best way his own capability and the specific aspects of his own business and and belimo for instance is an example if i can tell you in the belimo vision we mm. see that our devices our actuators and sensors are mm. first of all team players mm. they are digital mm. team players because they are little devices that are mm. connected in systems that are usually enormous with many mm. of these little devices installed and uh, they provide eyes and hands on the mechanical system on the hvc system but from this point of view in some way they they serve the whole hvc system in order to work uh, properly so being a team player means that you also have to know what are the roles or what are the different rules of this game what the music is what instruments you are on how you have to play in order to uh, work properly in this orchestra so for this for this reason we see also that in the digital aspect in our digital ecosystem we always mm. try to keep the focus on the fact that the small device that has to read the information from the field or provide information to the field provide actuation and this is why for instance we do not develop different kind of software for data analytics mm. or mm to optimize the operation of the whole HVAC system because that is out of our out of our scope we focus on being a small device but a perfect team player for the whole HVAC system and in the last 3 years mm-hmm. i saw that this is as a rewarding attitude because being very mm. clear on what the scope is of our operation of, of our devices operation make also our collaborators uh, and partners able to develop their own space and, de- and develop that synergy with our digital ecosystem and so bring new value and this is exactly what we wanted to achieve when we started with the digital collaboration activity so um, not only developing our own device that's our core business but also right. identifying the possibilities of synergies and let the different partners and collaborators develop uh, new value through that synergy this is i i believe this extremely fascinating did you by any chance prepare this response because it was absolutely perfect <laughs> this, is, this is this is something you know that i truly believe and uh, <laughs> it did come across to be to be honest and to, you know and one of the things i would say very honestly is if anyone listens to this podcast especially this conversation 
and then looks at your LinkedIn profile, they would for sure know that the human-centered part is not just there for the sake of being there. I think that's pretty evident. So, I mean, A, congratulations to you and Belimo for laying down this vision. And I really like the way you say small devices, but big impact. I mean, and, and, and I mean, that is absolutely there. So one last question before we sort of head to the wrap up of the podcast and the series. I would just like to know what's the moonshot for you guys when you talk about digital collaboration and, and the role that you are playing. What's the ultimate moonshot? Yeah, this is very interesting because even if focusing on being small devices and being actuators mm. or sensors, mm. Uh, mm. we have a, a lot of expectations and we are struggling on many different aspects of the digital uh, paradigm. So our digital ecosystem is having different goals, especially mm. in integration. Basically, we support many different kinds of communication protocol, but this means that we also support different kinds of, of BMSs and, and therefore different kinds of stakeholders. Right. And, well, this variety is challenging. And mm. the, most of the challenges we are to face are challenges about integrability, about understanding the meaning of mm. the data we collect and mm. let this meaning be understandable from mm. the different stakeholders that connect mm. to our device. So the moonshot for us is mm. to create a digital ecosystem that can be more easy to be integrated in order to deliver more value to our collaborators and i must tell you that we are learning a lot from our collaborators this activity about digital collaboration is bringing us to discussion with many different stakeholders that are bringing right. in new ideas and also new points of view of seeing the meaning of that information we we collect and obviously this is something that i'm not doing alone there is a team mm. of of colleagues uh, and it is quite a big team working exactly on understanding the information making this information understandable and the mm. relationship among the different data we collect we can provide that is awesome i mean that's a that's a that's a great moonshot to have and and a case in the point being that's how our conversation started otherwise i don't think there was anything common between between actuators and Zemplar <laughs> in that sense. But, but that's exactly been the case in the point that that's how the beauty of ecosystem is, that everyone has a role to play. So thank you so much, Sal, for a powerful uh, message. Uh, you know, I, I really sort of, the entire conversation was amazing, but I definitely would play last part, part of this conversation on repeat mode because that is really empowering. Thank you so much, uh, you know. It was so, a great yeah. pleasure for me to be being in this podcast. It was also great fun to to go through these different subjects that sometimes are not easy, mm. but for sure was was great also for me this experience. Awesome, and I'll, I'll just probably do a quick recap. Some of the important points, uh, you know, for the listeners. I mean, so one of the points is that facility management services cannot continue to be delivered in the same manner as it's being delivered now. Right, the support and augmentation from the digital paradigm perspective has to happen. It has to be an inclusive transformation because you cannot drive this top to bottom. It has to be sort of both ways. 
and more importantly one of the things that uh, obviously sal pointed out that there are different stakeholders when we talk about this transformation and it's not just the one uh, company game or a one sector game facilities management asset owners technology oem startups i mean consultants this is the entire ecosystem that that needs to come together to drive this and driving this obviously has socio economic value uh buildings contribute to almost 40% of the emissions the built environment and energy consumption globally so and and more importantly with all that's happened in the last couple of years built environment is definitely under pressure to be more efficient with the way they operate maintain assets and obviously provide the experience uh, that needs to be provided to the customers that that come in to to these buildings so all in all time is ripe there is the best of intentions from all stakeholders and i think we are definitely ourselves as we are in the beginning of the transformation obviously we do not have in sight what the end of the transformation would look like <laughs> exactly but, but we probably certainly are in the middle of it so that is what we discussed in this entire series and thank you so much to all of you who have tuned in and and before we say our final goodbye sal any other point that you would want to add or any last couple of takeaways that you would like the listeners to take away from this particular episode and the series umesh your recap was perfect and uh, i'm really enthusiastic to going through with all the digital collaboration in this digital journey really to enjoy the journey and to get always to new goals yeah to new goals yes awesome thanks sal thank you it was an honor to host you i hope we get to do this again and besides definitely inspirational for me as a startup entrepreneur is working in this space to know the kind of work that's not just what palimo is doing but the entire ecosystem uh, is doing at large and to our listeners as always thank you so much for tuning in our intent remains the same to bring you unbiased information that can help facilities management progress around data technology and everything related to digital transformation thank you so much for tuning in have a great day ahead